Okay. Okay. I'll go first. <laughs> um, I'm Matt Godfrey. And I'm Ellen Godfrey, and this is our son, Otis. I have been at Redeemer, we've been at Redeemer for three years, I guess, since we moved to Birmingham. Mm -hmm. yep. We moved here from California, uh, so in 2017, so we've been here since 2017. Yep. You want to go? Or you yeah, go? well, I mean, we've we've been very strictly quarantining. I mean, we've seen a very small handful of friends, but we have been pretty much at home, um, except for we adopted our son, Otis. Uh, he was born July 12th, and he was born in Texas. So we had to go to Texas for two weeks um, in July. To uh, Houston. To Houston, which was like the epicenter of it all when we went there. Um. But other than that, we've been we've been at home. Um, Matt and I both work from home, so that's been kind of an easy transition. Having a child home full time has been an adjustment. But um, but the biggest news is yeah, Otis, our new little guy. Um, and then also last week we found a house and bought a house and sold our house <laughs> really unexpectedly. So it's been like the most eventful month yep. of our lives. Yep. The vast month. A little, little too eventful. Yeah, a little too eventful, exactly. So. so we did domestic adoption, obviously. His birth mother lived outside of Houston. Um, we originally were going to take Irene, our daughter, with us because we really wanted her to be involved and for her to feel like she was a part of it but because of covid and because houston in particular is so bad we decided to leave her at home with grandparents so we went by ourselves and that was actually really hard mm -hmm. um we facetimed with her multiple times a day but it was also really nice that we got two weeks alone with Otis and we had nothing to do. Like we couldn't work. We couldn't go anywhere because of COVID. Like we just were like at home alone with him. And that was really nice. And as soon as we got the call, cause they just call you one day and say like, okay, you can leave Texas now. And we ran, I mean, we were like, okay, bye. And yeah. got out of there. We got home so fast. Yeah. So got a speeding ticket on the way home. We yeah. got home so fast. You sure did. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we have both found virtual church nearly impossible. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. we just find it hard to connect to it. Um, we both really love the worship portion of the service, and we really love, like, responsive readings and communion, and um, that's just such a big part of church that can't happen right now, really, the way it, you know, did. Uh We've had a hard time with. Yeah, I, I don't think I realized until, um, this pandemic, how important those parts of the service were. Like, I feel like when I would talk about church, I would always, either talk about the sermon or the worship. But, ha having everything else taken away, like the community taken away, the responsive readings, communion, whatever, liturgical things, corporate confession. So I didn't realize until these past few months, I think the 
importance that just the big part that those things played mm-hmm. in my church life. But one thing I've realized is I've always thought like you can't rely on church to teach your children about the Lord. Like that's on us and they come and support us and supplement that. But like Irene's going to learn about the character of God from us and never has that been more true than now. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we read the Bible with her every night and pray with her. And she's getting to the age where she's starting to say, you know, funny things like we just told you about now. God's Jesus is going to come back and be king and she's going to be his queen and <laughs> funny things like that. But um, yeah, it's just like, you know, we're her only church right now. You know, we're the ones who are, that's the only way she's hearing about God at this point in time. So mm-hmm. um, I think um, adoption, we were foster parents in California and then we did private adoption here, um, has taught me immensely about like how the Lord is in control and I am not, and there's nothing I can do about that. And I feel like the pandemic has like really driven that point home. Um, and I've just thought a lot about like I going through adoption and just the ups and downs and just being able to trust the Lord with it, that he's going to give us our baby. And every time we would hear a no or anything like that, it would be like, okay, that's not, that's not the child the Lord has for us. Um, and I feel like I've just kept thinking through COVID, like, if you didn't believe in God right now, like, how scary and um, just how anxiety-inducing this would be. And I'm not saying I don't ever struggle with anxiety with COVID, but it's just a total, just knowing that, like, A, God is in control. One, He will make things new one day. Like, it's just, I'm just like, gosh, what would this be like to not have that? Um, So I've been really grateful that I have that like I said, some days I'm super anxious about it, but I can always come back to the sense of peace of like God's in control and I'm not, and I can only do what I can do, you know? Yeah. I mean, there, there's been, even though it has been, a, a, I mean, a relatively difficult past however many months, I mean, there have been so many reminders of God's work. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes, like I know that it's important to look for God's work in your life, and you do, and it's not that you don't see it, but sometimes it's just more obvious than others, and I feel like it's been really obvious lately. I mean, our adoption process with Otis has been, we waited a really long time, but it's been really smooth. Mm-hmm. Um and we're really grateful to have him and and like with Irene before we had when we were we were foster parents and we were waiting on a placement um you're just scared like who is this kid I'm gonna get and what is what are they gonna be like and um are we gonna be able to do this and then on on the other side we're like oh gosh we couldn't I love Irene more like she's just the best and like man she's so wonderful and I'm so glad it was her and I'm so glad we had to go through all the hard things we had to go through to get her and I wouldn't change a thing. Um, and I, and leading up to Otis coming, I was like, okay, that happened once. Like I trust that that will happen again. Like every no and every month that we're still waiting and waiting and waiting, like, you know, and even I went through a miscarriage. Like there's just things that have happened that were so hard, but I kept thinking once I meet whoever our kid's going to be like, I'll, 
I'll just be so grateful for all those things that happened so that we could get him. And I totally feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I can't just apply that logic to kids like with the Lord. Like I, I have to think that way with all aspects of our life. So, and also reminding myself every day, like how much God loves us. Um, that's just, I don't know. That's really helpful. Yeah. And that nothing like this isn't, this isn't happening like this didn't like slip past him. Like it's not something that he's like, oh, oh no, we got to deal with that. <laughs> he he knows he's in control. Mm-hmm. So all of that it gives me hope. Mm-hmm.